But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys. Fatty, Fatty, Big Bride, Big Bride, and my cousin Vinny, and my cousin Vinny. Happy October evening to everyone. What's going on? I am that fat guy. I'm Jared Fatty Bates. Always with me is my Big Bride. What's going on, Big Fella? What's up, man? Hey, another day in paradise with the uh, grapple, the hail, the snow, the rain. If you can predict Cleveland, you are amazing right now because it is not fun out there right now. But we do have some Gardo's baseball going on in the background. Brian's going to be keeping up with our uh, Gardo's for us, giving us a little update here and there, which I greatly appreciate because I had to shut down my stuff for it. Two Uh, on, two out in the eighth. Two on two out in the eighth, down Bottom. five to one, right? Bottom of the eighth. All right. Five to one. Yep, cloth saves in there. And here we go. This pot is so hooker and blow. You know something? Maybe maybe that's what Get we should. Get it out of the way early. Get it out you of the way early. Right. I think we should dress up as that for Halloween, just hooker and blow for Halloween. You know there's a cartoon about it, right? Oh, is that right? Yes. A book or like an actual cartoon well there's there's even a cartoon now but uh well yeah it's not good did, did Hooker, justin create this cartoon no he did not but he likes this cartoon all right end of the eighth all right don't don't uh don't ask any more questions besides that so the end of the eighth that's what i'm trying to change the subject uh, i know you are i know you are all right so we got to get into our sponsor uh, Harold and Lake Erie APA, uh, we have given out a whole bunch of gifts. I sent Craig's shirt out plus other goodies. Uh, Justin, I haven't forgot about you. I see your hat sitting here. I owe you a hat. And it's sitting here with a very nice card on the inside of it. And, you know, you keep stop saying hookers and blow, then I will send it to you as soon as possible. So, um other than that, Brian, Harold's been doing good. The APA has been doing great. We got our customer appreciation coming up soon. We are in the middle of our session now. We'll be starting another session after the holidays. Will be our next big session. And that would be the spring session, I believe. I don't know which one it is. But if you guys want to join, please get a hold of me, Harold Keel, Lake Erie APA on Facebook. Or Big Bri, myself, wherever you guys can get a hold of us at, email us at illegalhamtotheface.com or Lake Erie APA uh, at gmail, I think it is, dot com. And just come and have some fun with us. So uh, on that note, Bri, uh, we'll mm-hmm. run that do some shout outs. And shout outs for today. And you know something, Bri? 
I honestly don't have any shout outs for today. Uh, <coughs> it's been a weird time in our house with the hours and everything else and fall kicking in and kids in school. So we really haven't done much. I think if I have to shout out one person, it would be uh, Mama Bear. Uh, my mom uh, finally got the keys to her house and has almost completely moved in. So awesome. she is, she is making the trek from Columbus to Lima to go to work until she retires in March. So, wow. but she retires in March. So you know, hopefully she can make the trip and you know take some uh, personal days at home. Uh, Brian, do you got any shout outs this week, brother? Yeah, let me shout out one of our listeners. Uh, I'll shout out Nick Wallace. Um, this past weekend, they do a uh, clam up for cancer, uh, clam bake every year for um, for before one of the Browns games, and it was this past weekend. I was supposed to go. Unfortunately, my wife fell uh, under the weather, so we were unable to make it, um, but they raised a bunch of money for this year, I think they're donating it to an organization that benefits uh, stroke victims uh, because he lost his father-in-law this past year to a stroke. So great cause. You know, it's a reason for all of us to get together and, uh, you know, have a fellowship and have have some fun. Uh, unfortunately, it was kind of the highlight of the day because the Browns let us down after that. But, um, yeah, sad to miss it. So it's a great thing they do every year. And, Wanted to give them some uh, positive vibes. Uh, my sister just chimed in and said that uh, our audio is delayed and I can't do anything about it. So we're just going to deal with it and keep moving on with it. All right. Uh, Bet if it had ham for you, it'd be here. Yeah, it would definitely be there already right if you had ham for me. Um, oh, there's the other shout out. Nick Wilson for joining us last week and having a blast sure. with us talking. Dude, he sent me pictures of his smoked queso uh mac and cheese mm. Brian, he made two trays of it he made spicy and non-spicy i will send you the pictures later please I do don't, i don't see any macaroni in that there's like cream cheese Velveeta cheese and then he's got like a block of pepper jack cheddar and colby jack i think in there with it and, oh, oh, so did he send you like the before and after, like everything that he put in there, and then like the final no, product? He just, no, he didn't send me the finished product. He he sent what was going into the smoker. Oh, and I Brian, see. Like I couldn't see any noodles. There was no noodles in there. It was all cheese. He's going to be bound <laughs> up for like four days with that thing. Like it, but even Worth like it. fresh jalapenos diced into one of them, some seasoning, mm-hmm. pretty damn good to me. But, you know, today for Fat Boy Tuesday, we're talking milk and cookies. <laughs> the only reason I brought that up is because my wife went shopping and uh, brought back some very delicious cookies that I have to bring up on the show. Something new? Not something new, just something very underrated. Okay. okay. Like mm-hmm. people look at them and they go, hmm, but they're high class cookies. So, on that note, Bri, let's get into our rundown. We are going to be talking a little bit of Gardos throughout the show, uh, keeping you updated on them. They're playing game five against the Yankees. They're in the ninth inning right now, I believe. Down to their final two outs. Down to their final two outs in the top of the ninth. We are going to talk about the Browns' shittiest loss of the season against the Patriots. Uh, We're going to look ahead against the Baltimore Ravens. We are going to do our Fat Boy Tuesday, which is cookie milk and cookies. In our top three 
we're going to piggyback off of last week, Brian. We're going to do top three college tailgates. Okay. Nice. I figured since yep. we were talking milk and cookies, we really couldn't do our top three cookies because we're pretty much going to talk about them when we talk about Fat Boy Tuesday. Sure. So on that note, big fella, we have got to get ready for some trivia like we always do to start out our show. And if you would like to sponsor our trivia time, please get a hold of us. Go to uh, LegalHamTheFace at gmail.com and send us an email. We would love to have you guys sponsor trivia time for us. So, Brian, it is my turn for trivia time this week, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Let's do it. big fella it is trivia time one of the funnest things we like to do on our show because we like to stump each other whether it be cleveland sports food however you gotta do it we're gonna do it but today it is going to be for me bill belichick and the new england patriots okay right i like it oh since 1999 I think Bill Belichick is like nine and two against your Cleveland Browns hmm. or eight and two, some of that nature. Okay. I need you to tell me the two coaches that have beaten Bill Belichick since 2000. Okay. All right. I, I think I got one. Okay. I have to stew on the other one for a minute. Now there's been a lot of close games against Belichick. There's been some last-second field goal games. There's been one-point games. There's been blowouts. Hmm. Uh, But Bill has had the upper hand on us ever since he took over over there. And we're getting notifications about the Indians over here, so I apologize. My phone's blown up. All right, Brian, how are we doing over there? How many outs? One out, one on. One out, one on. All right, five to Mm -hmm. one still, right? Correct. God, we would be great play-by-play announcers. Yeah, we're not allowed to do play-by-play. Oh, it'd be great, Bri. How could it not be great for me and you to do play-by-play? We could actually bore the hell out of everybody doing play-by-play. <laughs> we already got three likes right here saying that we should do play-by-play. They'd be like, eh. For real? It'd be like Bob Euchre. Would you be Monty over there on the other <laughs> Monty, I'm in the bag. <laughs> Fly ball. I'd be Monty. That's all right. Caught. <laughs> I put myself, I know already, I put myself to sleep calling baseball for sure. Oh my Football, God. maybe I'd be a little bit better. Basketball, I, it's just too fast-paced. It'd be tough. Why aren't you allowed to do play-by-play? Well, because we have people like commenting or texting us while we're doing play-by-play, talking about hookers and blow. And it kind of gets to start giggling like little schoolgirls. And then we just start laughing at each other because I'm laughing at Brian because he doesn't know what I'm laughing at. And then no, Brian- I think, I think like you're. I mean, it's it's illegal. I think to do play by play, like unless uh, unless you're actually calling the game on TV or on the radio, you're not allowed to if you're doing a live show. Oh, I, yeah, I know that, but I meant we should still do it though. Go ahead. I mean. We're going to find our little podunk 
podcast and try to sue us. I don't think I think Rob Manfred has better things to do, but exactly. maybe he doesn't. Well, you never know because he's not fixing the baseball, so he might not have anything to do. I'm sure he'll be happy if the Yankees pull it out. I'm sure he will be too. That son of a. All right. On that note, let's get into our Cleveland headlines. Brian, I got to play the video because I even got the video. Well, there's only a handful of Cleveland headlines that are going on right now. The first one is, is there's a game going on right now while we're doing our show. Bryce, keeping an eye on it. The Gardos are down five to one with one out, one on, and in the bottom two of outs. Two, two outs and one on in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, your Cleveland Browns got their ass kicked. And guess what? Starting tomorrow, the young Cavs are getting ready to take the court with their new prize toy possession. Donovan Mitchell. So, uh, you know who yeah. they play? Toronto. They're in Toronto. In Toronto. Okay, cool. In Toronto, I think 7.30, tip off. If you guys want to catch that, I think that's Bally Sports, Great Lakes, Fox Sports. Well, it used to be before that, Sports Time Ohio. Mm-hmm. That, that channel at 7.30. So no, right. Nobody gets Yeah, nobody gets it. So, <laughs> mm. Listen to the radio. John Michael's pretty good. Yes, he is. And on that note, that was are your Cleveland headlines, Bry. I mean, we're watching right now. Is that the final? I saw something pop up. Uh, uh, well, I, I don't know. It's, it seems like my TV's always uh, later than everybody else's. I, to be honest, I have to put my phone outside during Browns games because people are texting me stuff about uh, the Browns games. And I'm always, you know, at least 30 seconds behind everybody. Yep, now, now it's over. They're rocking the baby to sleep. Um, oh, of course they are. Yeah. Mocking uh, Naylor. So yeah, baseball will be happy. MLB will be happy. Well, um, first off, while we're on the subject of the uh, Gardos, let me bring up the, uh, the banner here. What a great season it was for the Cleveland Guardians. Um, if they did lose, I got people chiming in. And now it's over. Um, so, you know, Cleveland Guardians did a lot. Uh, they took one of the best teams in baseball to game five. I had high hopes for game five. I thought they would pull it out. But then rain delay and everything else happened, Bry. But what a magic run this team went on from August until now. You and I were talking about before the show. Uh, kind of took us away from the uh, bullshit that was going on with the Browns for a little bit. Now we could just pretty much hone in on the Browns and how horrible of a team they are right now. But Ry, give me some final thoughts about your uh, Cleveland Guardians this year. Both you and I didn't think they would make it like this. We didn't even think they'd make it this far, Bry. And they were one game away from the uh, championship series. And with a team that young, I mean that young, Bry, to get to that point, and they're all coming back next year, bud. Yeah. Uh, I know I was kind of hard on them last week and, you know, saying that I had major concerns about their bats, and I still do. But uh, 
but we could talk about that at another time. I mean, at this point, you just you got to be proud of uh, of the Guardians and what they accomplished this year. And as a Cleveland fan, we don't have a whole lot to be proud about. So just the the fact that they kept fighting till the end, they uh, you know stole game two, stole game three in their last at bat, and I mean really brought everybody together these last couple days and it didn't end up the way we wanted it to but still got to remind yourself that it's the Yankees you know they have what a payroll five times what yours is um so (laughs) the stat came out today the stat came out today that when Garrett Cole pitched here in Cleveland he got paid more than our starting lineup yeah, I believe it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he got paid thirty-seven million dollars a year while our starting lineup was at like thirty-six and a half million dollars. And just think about that in any other sport in football. If one team had five times the uh, the payroll that another team or in basketball, those teams would just get smacked. It would be like you know, freshman versus varsity. Uh, they wouldn't stand a chance. So. I understand baseball is a little bit different and some of the purists will tell you it doesn't matter about salary cap, but it, in my mind, it does. I mean, clearly they, they got the better, more talented players, uh, the guys with a ton more experience than we had. And at the end of the day, that, that won out. And who knows, if they didn't have Garrett Cole, it might have been completely different. He was the one guy that kind of uh, concerned me the most about, uh, about the Yankees roster because we have not been able to beat him in big games especially in the playoff games so he got them two wins pretty much by himself um but again proud of proud of the way they fought and and in my mind they just kind of ran out of magic and uh and, and runs were hard to come by and when you don't hit many home runs they're even more tough to come by but you know we saw guys grow up right in front of our eyes oscar gonzalez um just unbelievable what he was doing. And, you know, Quan this year, let's not forget what a tremendous year he had. So this, this starts the window, you know, this year was the first year of our window and let's hope it lasts three, four five years. Um, and, and we get a lot of, what's Go that? Go ahead. No, I was basically done. I mean, I, I'm just hoping that, uh, that this continues and I don't know the contract situations, but, there were some dark times this past offseason about, well, if we don't do this or if we don't do that, is it time to get rid of Jose? Is it time to start thinking about shopping Bieber? And I think hopefully, at least for the next year, we kind of um, we tabled that discussion and let's make a run at it again next year. Well, and also the good thing is, is they got like one of the top, top minor league systems right now, Bri. And all these guys that were here to see if they could actually play ball were guys that there's top prospects behind them. And you know something? You know what you do with top prospects? Either they play or you ship them off to somebody else to get a big bat. And you know something? Winter meetings are going to be fun this year for the Cleveland Indians. I think a lot of moves are going to be made that haven't been made before. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do have a, a huge restock there in the minor leagues that they can actually get rid of some of their stock to get in some, a power bat or just somebody to protect Jose. I just, if you take one power bat and put in this lineup behind Jose and in front of Naylor, I think this team's totally different. 
But got to give them credit, though, playing the small ball the way they did and just never giving up. They really never did give up. And kudos to them. Kudos to Tito. Kudos to the front office for, you know, we were sitting there like, you guys got to do something at trade deadline. They stayed pat, and they won the Central by a lot. So kudos to them. Uh, let's see here. Running ball man said Penn State got drugged through the mud this past weekend. By the way, kudos Michigan for that. Um, yep, good shot. Ohio State was taking their glorious bye week before they play the uh, lackluster Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, oh, look out. <laughs> so, well, when the point spread is 29 and a half, Bri, it's not looking so good. Yeah, I mean. Kind of looks like Michigan I, and Ohio State are on the collision course again. Yeah. It's it, it makes me long for uh, for um, some better teams in the Big Ten to be honest because you just look at uh, look at Tennessee and Alabama this past weekend how much fun that was to watch yeah, TCU how, Oklahoma uh, State you can't say that because how much shit has Tennessee been through Tennessee hasn't been relevant since 1998 yeah I, I'm just yeah I'm just I'm saying like there's teams yeah. Yeah, I'm not talking like Tennessee has been great over these last, you know, it's been 15 years since they beat Alabama. So I think that's a great story. Um, But, yeah, you're right. It's Ohio State and it's Michigan and it's not much else. I thought Penn State would be something, but uh, what was the final? 41 to 10 or something like that, 41-13. It really wasn't as close as the score said because they got like the pick six or something. So, yeah, I mean, it's Michigan and it's Ohio State and – there's not much else in the Big Ten right now. Wisconsin's down. Iowa cannot score more than maybe one touchdown. So watch out for Illinois. Yeah, maybe that could be a feel-good story with uh, Bielema there. They're five and one right now. Bielema's wow. there. Yeah, they're five and one. Okay. They're ranked, and it looks like they might even take the uh, West this year. So okay, well, we'll I mean. They got to prove themselves. I mean, oh, I, I, I don't know if they play Ohio State or Michigan in the regular season and all. I don't think so, so I mean, we'll see in the Big Ten championship. And it was definitely fun watching Alabama lose this week. It really was. That was that was the game of the year up to this point in my mind. Well, and I, I sat there and watched it, and God, what didn't they jump out to like twenty-one to nothing on them? Tennessee, Tennessee, yeah. There was a game I was watching that, like, I think it was Tennessee jumped out like twenty-one nothing right out of the gate, and I'm like, "Wow, this is about to be a boat race." And then they just yeah. came back, brought it back in. It's hard to uh, it's hard to boat race the real good teams. You figure eventually they're gonna catch up and make it close at the end. But um, yeah, uh, it's fun. It made, made me excited about college football. This next month should be fun. And, you know, the reason why we're talking about college football right now is because, yes, Justin brought it up. We just don't want to talk Browns anymore. Um, it's, oh, yeah. It, it it was embarrassing. You know, so screw it. Let's just get it over with now. Let's peel off the <laughs> Uh Your Browns horribly lost the Patriots. The Patriots pretty much showed the Browns who the daddy was uh, right out of the gate. You had Jacoby Brissett trying to be Peyton Manning throwing it 48 times while your star leading rusher really touched the ball 13 times in the entire game. You only rushed for, I don't even know how many yards. Um, It's bad enough that in the second half, when your star running back gets the ball and gets a five yard gain, the whole crowd starts cheering 
but then boos everything else they do because they see the lining that's going on now. And your defense got their ass kicked by a rookie quarterback who only had 10 <laughs> completions. His passer rating and all that crap was like 120. Um, yeah. Was it Billy Zappy, Bailey Zappy? Bailey, so, yeah. Just kicked your ass, and he's a third-string quarterback. So. Other <laughs> right, than that, not know. that bad. Not that bad. Hey, the good <laughs> news is, let's get the good news out. Our kicker was perfect, was he not? There we go. Yeah. Well, let's get the good news out. The kicker was perfect. Uh, the bad, pretty much the rest of the game. The ugly? Nope. Our special teams, besides our kicker. Uh, muff punt. Our defense. Our punter's uh, not bad. No, our punter's good. Yeah, I actually like it. <laughs> how do how how do we have a good kicker and a good punter, and our special teams are terrible? Oh well, we don't have anybody that can actually catch the ball when it comes to them, and mm. run with it when they catch it. I mean, those are two yeah. kind of things. I mean, if we got to bring back Ryan Switzer, I am all down for it right now. Yeah, I don't know why. They're hesitant to have DPJ return kicks. He wasn't great by any means, and he was, uh, you know, kind of a bit of a heart attack here or there. But at least he uh, he got the job done. He didn't get you a ton of yards, but muffing a punt, as we saw in last night's Monday night game, it's it's <laughs> like shooting yourself in the foot, and maybe shooting yourself in the crotch. I mean, it's just. It's terrible. I mean, it just completely flips the momentum of the game. You cannot have that. So, right. Listen, listen yeah. It's Billy Madison in the batting cage, getting the balls hit in the Taking head. Taking it off the chest. Just taking it right off the chest. Give me another. To be honest, and I don't do it very often, I kind of I flipped away from the game after he muffed that punt. I was kind of kind of over it after the uh, after the onside kick didn't go our way. But I still had the game on. I just wasn't paying as much attention to it. And then after the muff punt, I'm like, yeah, I see where this game is going. And I think they scored two touchdowns after that or something. It Rough. Wasn't, it wasn't pretty, Bri. It wasn't pretty. Um, our defense, we're going to do a little rapid-fire question here, Bri. Mm-hmm. All right, me and you. And this is just fans, and I want you to kind of – I want you to re-ask me after I ask you these questions. I'll give you my opinion, Okay. All right. Bri, is there a leader on this team? One of the players, is there a leader on this team? Not not that I can see. I mean, there there probably is someone in the locker room, but you know, I'm not there. I, I don't I can't say that there for sure is a stone cold leader. Should Joe Woods be fired? Boy, I'm torn. I say no because I don't know what you can do to replace him with. Um, But at the same time, I I don't know if he's just stubborn, if the guys just suck and he's putting them in the right position, but something's got to change. I mean, this this defense is what, like near the bottom of the league, and we played – other than Justin Herbert, we played all backup quarterbacks, basically. So how the heck does that have? I mean, what are Joe Burrow and uh, Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady and Josh Allen going to do to you? Because those are four of our next five games. What are those guys going to do to you? 
I mean, I shudder to think. All right. Is Coach Stefanski on the hot seat? <sighs> it's warming. It's warming. And he doesn't prove himself over the next couple weeks. That was the biggest glaring need of, uh, of the whole game to me was just how terribly, terribly, terribly outcoached Bill Belichick. You know, he, he puts Stefanski in the corner and Stefanski's going to have nightmares about him, much like last year. We thought last year was maybe just a fluke. No, they have a much, much better coach than you do in head-to-head. And Stefanski doesn't hold a candle to Bill Belichick at this point. If they played 10 times, I think Belichick would win maybe all 10. I feel like an idiot for picking the Browns last week. Um, And we kind of hung in there in the first half. But it's kind of because they shot themselves in the foot. They had a bunch of offensive penalties that kind of kept backing them up. That's what made it close. But it was awful. It was awful to watch. We were the more talented team, and we got blown out. And I don't know how that happens other than just Terrible coaching. All right, next one. You ready for this one? Mm-hmm. Should we think about phoning it in this year? We're two. What do you four. mean? But what, what do you four, mean? just four, shut four. it down? Shut it down. Why no, should we be? Should we? So you're saying no? So no, no that way. Not way too early. Okay. No, I mean, if if anybody after the Ravens game, no, you can't even do that. Anybody who's ever played sports, and we've all played sports with people who are kind of babies about it, and oh, we can't win. Uh, You know, even after the Ravens game, whatever your record is, you still have half the season left. You go out there, you play your heart out, and you try to earn a position. Most of these guys are going to be fighting for jobs next year, so. Yeah, especially now, it's way too early to say, you know, you shut it. I know we don't think that uh, that we can beat Joe Burrow and we can beat Lamar Jackson, but crazy things happen in sports. I'm just hopeful. I don't – we'll get to our picks later, but it's going to be hard for, uh, for them to run the table these next two weeks. But, I, I don't, yeah, it's very hard for me to say just shut it down after six games. I'm just worried about our stars. Uh, I mean, yeah. obviously, Miles Garrett's very hurt. Uh, he just got hurt again. Car accident, you know, that kind of happens when you wreck your car. Sure. And I worry about Nick Chubb because guess what? It's another year off of his running back career life that we are taking off because of this insane season that's going on right now. Did, I mean, did we over overrate and overhype this team coming into the season, Bry? I don't think so. Um, I think I think the defense is just vastly underperformed, and um, you know we've we've been banged up. I'm not making excuses or anything, but Denzel Ward missed the game. Hell, Jadavion Clowney keeps his stock keeps rising every single week that he misses, and we just play like garbage. Because, you know, I've said I said in the past he might be our second-best defensive player. He might be our most impactful defensive player at this point because when he's not out there, we just – our defense goes to dog turds. So he's, he's the guy. I don't know if he's a leader for that defense. And without him, we're just – we're not as good. But 
yeah, I, it's hard to watch. I don't, but the offense hasn't been bad and special teams. Yeah. They've been kind of rough, but the offense is like, like I said last week, we've been in five coin flip games and then we just got our ass kicked. So if things go differently, if you went four of those five, I know it doesn't look good because we need a 58 yard field goal to beat the worst team in the league in, in week one. But every game was close up to this last week. And this game really wasn't out of control until the fourth quarter. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It really really wasn't, but Stefanski panicked and made it that way. He really did. He he panicked, and at that point in time, what is Bill Belichick going to do to your team? He's going to try to take away your best players. They try to take away Everybody knows that. Nick Chubb still rushed for like 70 yards. <laughs> You're not going to take him away. But then they got in panic mode. Like we got to pass every freaking down now. And it's like, you're not that team. Why are you doing this? That's not how you're built. You don't have the horses to do it. So stop it. Do what you do best. The play action, try to run, set up off a of play action and try to catch them sleeping somewhere. Stop trying to be, the San Diego or the Los Angeles Chargers. Stop trying to be Pat Mahomes with Jacoby Brissett. He's not Jacoby. Jacoby is just a second. Like they're trying to make him be the next Messiah, Bry. And it's like yeah. he's not. He has limitations. He has severe limitations. Yeah. A- amen. And we certainly saw him this past week. Uh, you know, he was. He basically had two throws. He throws it to guys. He, he looked like Baker for a while. I, I mean, not to take a shot at Baker, but he throws these these guys run five yards out and just turn around, and he fires the ball at them. There's one route. The other route that he was comfortable throwing is these YOLO balls up to 50-50 balls. Hey, you know, that guy's covered. Hopefully the wide receiver makes a play, and he just chucks it up to him. And, I mean, hey, I think any quarterback in the league can do that. I mean, Cooper, DPJ, I mean, they came down with some big catches that they needed. Yeah, but you can't count on that every time. I'm really not knocking the offense, Brian, but it's just like, it just seems like our coach sits there and goes, yeah, well, I went to an Ivy League school. I know better than you. I'm going to try to do this now. And then he pulls out like a tight end reverse on us. It's like, what the hell is that? Stop it. Stop trying to reinvent a wheel. Stop trying to be cute with shit. And just run what's in front of you. Right. right. And and when are we going to learn to, yeah, just take what the defense gives you? How many times was Kareem Hunt or somebody right in the middle of the field, five yards from the line of scrimmage, wide open? And you just dump it down to, hey, first read's not open, dump it down to him. He's right in front of your face. He can catch it, turn around, and get a couple more and get seven yards. It's not going to, we're not going to sit here and talk about it. Um, but that's going to be something that moves the chains. And I think there was like a, a second and one that we had, and we just threw the ball deep, like on third. It didn't get anything on second down, third and one. We're chucking it deep again. And it's like, what are you doing? Just just do, you know, this isn't Deshaun Watson. This isn't Josh Allen. And even if it was, that would be stupid for them too. You just get the first down in that. It's like Stefanski just way overthought everything because – Maybe deep down he knew that he was outmatched against uh, 
Bill Belichick, and he's like trying to predict Belichick's moves three, four, five times down the road, and he's just he's making himself crazy. Bry, the best thing to do is play by play, play by play, grab him. Yeah. You don't need to think that far ahead. It's not a chess match right now. It's checkers that you need to play to get your team's confidence back. You don't need to think four moves ahead. You need to look at rights in front of you. And right now you have Wyatt Teller go down with an injury. Conklin is banged up. So that hurts your offensive line right there. Now, granted the guy that came in that I can't even pronounce his damn name to do um, the right guard for Teller. Yoda Froho. Okay. Yoda. Yoda. Not Yoda. Yoda. I have no clue. I'm not trying to pronounce it because I don't want to look like that right there, Bri. That's what it is. Yelda, Yelda Froholt. Okay. He did a good job plugging in, but he's not Wyatt Teller. Right. right. So you have that going on. So now you're down. Technically, you're starting center, even though Postage is doing absolutely amazing. But, man, this this is getting, like, Bri, I, I have a feeling that Stefanski has lost the team. And I really do. Well, uh, these next two weeks will tell us a lot um, because you're still you're, – you're staying afloat. Um, if you can find a way to win these next two weeks, you're 4-4 four and four and you're 3-0 and oh in the division. I know it sounds like a far-off, uh, you know, dream of ours, but it's reality. You win two games, and, I mean – I don't want to jinx it or anything, but Joe Burrow is what on four, on three against the Browns. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have his number. They haven't looked great. The Ravens, they got their own problems. I know. Uh, I know Lamar Jackson looks like he could be MVP this year again, but um, they last year the Browns kind of had his number. I know he he didn't play all of one game, but the other game, even though they won, they only got like. 15 points or something. So if Clowney's back, if Denzel Ward is back, you know, I'm hopeful for this defense. Uh, Our safeties and linebackers have just been, and defensive tackles, I'll throw them in there too. They've just been atrocious. So, and to be honest, I forgot Ronnie Harrison was even on the team until that onside kick. Like, has he been hurt? I, I just – I have not heard or seen him. What played. happened to this three-safety uh, set that we were going to run all the time? Like, nothing. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I thought he we traded him or he was on the IR or something. Like, holy crap, he's out there? My goodness. What's killing me right now, Bry, is the one defensive player that I thought was going to have a great year this year, Grant Delpit, is lost. Yeah. Either – he is trying to play hero ball, or he is just not put in the right position wherever the hell he's at. JOK finally looks small. Um, he had a bad game, real bad had, game. He had a bad game. He looks small now. I mean, when you're trying to tackle a six foot two running back, you need a bigger body to do it. Um, like I said, Anthony Walker, the loss of Anthony Walker, I think killed his team, but we got Deion. Who Joe. knew? We got Deion Jones, yeah. and hopefully that he will... can provide a spark. He can be he can be a leader. He's a former Pro Bowler, um, so you know this could be like his last chance in the NFL. So he has a lot to play for. Yeah, he, he's he's the savior. If you're looking for a spark, or you're looking for something to get this 
defense re-energized, he could be the guy. And then Greedy Williams. Jesus, Greedy Williams. Bry, I loved it when they picked him. He has been injury prone when he's been out there. Some games he plays good. Sometimes he plays bad. And like you said, our defensive tackles, they're not up to par. And you know something? This is brought up. I've had everybody ask me, why not sign Dominican Sue? You know something at this point in time, Bry? Why not? At this point in time, you need a veteran on that defensive line. And I mean a true veteran. You got Clowney that has been the guy. You've had Garrett that's been the guy. You haven't had a true veteran on that defensive line. And guess what? We had it last year with Jenkins, right? Um, or was it Malik, Malik Jackson? Malik Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, Malik Jackson. Sorry. Malik Jackson. You had it last year with Malik Jackson being the veteran mm-hmm. guy on that defensive line. I don't care if he's fat, out of shape. If I can get like 10% of what Sue is, that's all I need right now. I need somebody to come into this team and light them the hell up for playing bad because nobody's doing it. Miles Garrett's not doing it because it's not Miles Garrett's MO. All right. Nobody else on the defense will say a damn word. I think Denzel Ward is just too new to do it. You got Jacoby Brissett. Our backup quarterback is calling player meetings right now and apologizing to the team and shit. It's our backup quarterback, Brian. Is our leader of our team. Backup quarterback. You know what needs to happen for this team? And it would probably shock the hell out of this team. Is for Nick Chubb to lose his shit. (laughs) If if, if I'm being dead serious because he's quiet. He doesn't say a damn word. He doesn't do anything. If Nick Chubb goes into that locker room and loses his shit, I bet you that whole team is on point at that point in time because he doesn't have to say anything because he goes out there and does his job. Right. And for him to lose, I think that's what needs to happen to this team because there's got to be a spark lit under this team because if they don't show up against the Ravens, Brian, and I even texted you this last night, I think this Ravens game is make or break the season. And I think if the Ravens go out and trounce them like uh, the Patriots did and it's not a close game, I think this season's done. I think they're just – they're done because there's no fix for what's going on. I mean, it's – the defense is pointing fingers at each other, trying to figure out who's in charge of who. That means coaching hasn't put them in the right position, for one. Then you got Stefanski trying to do, and yes, he's done a great job calling offensive plays. I'm not saying he hasn't, but managing the team. Has he been there yet? We're still not sure yet. Like this is a crazy time for Cleveland Browns football, especially being two and four with two division games right in front of you. And like you said, if you can go four and four, this season could be turned around. If you beat the Baltimore Ravens, you already got in Cincinnati's head. They haven't beat you yet. They're still a little brother to you. Just one step at a time. Take it as playoff football, one game at a time. Take care of what's in front of you, which is the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I guess for me to bottom line it, I think I think you have to win one of the next two. Like very least. The very least that you have to do, you have to win one of two. And that puts you at three and five going into the bye. You have the Dolphins, the Bucks, and um, the Bills after that before 
Deshaun comes back, um, and I think he can beat the Dolphins. I hope. Who knows? You know, at that point, and then you just kind of have to get lucky against the Bucks or the um, or the Bills. Hope that Brady gets knocked out of the game. Hope that Josh Allen gets knocked out of the game. I mean, you're just gonna have to get lucky and hope that you can win one of those. That'll get you the five wins that uh, that we all think that's the least that they have to do uh, to still have a chance in this thing, but. I mean, what I found myself thinking probably halfway through the third quarter, maybe towards the end of the third quarter this past week, like Brissett was struggling. There's no doubt about it. He threw a couple interceptions. He threw a third that um, that the dude intercepted it. He just didn't get both feet in bounds. You know, why not? Why not try Josh Dobbs? I know we don't think he's going to be anything great. But Jacoby Brissett is not our starter. He's not Baker Mayfield, you know. He's not most of these diva starting quarterbacks who's going to get their feelings hurt because they're not the guy. Um, he's a backup. He knows he's a backup, you know. Um, put Dobbs in there, see if he can create a spark or something. Um, I I was anticipating that happening, you know. Uh, sometimes the fancy's kind of like. Uh, Tito Francona, though, where he just gets so loyal to his guys. But the problem is Francona wins year in and year out. Whereas Stefanski, you know, he had one good year. That was about it. Um, and that and was so he doesn't he have that track record. Nice. What's that? That? Was, that was a year he couldn't even coach his guys. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, he wasn't there for the, uh, for the playoff game. Um, so, why? I mean... Jacoby Brissett is struggling out there, struggling. I get you you because Josh Jobs adds something that Jacoby can't do. Jacoby can scramble a little bit. Josh Jobs can move. That's why they brought Josh Jobs in, because Josh Jobs can run the same offense as Deshaun Watson. He's just not as good as Deshaun Watson. So you can actually put him on an RPO and actually roll him out even more than Jacoby. Like, he's faster, he's a little bit skinnier, but he can still – do everything Jacoby does. And who knows? Maybe maybe he's ultra conservative. Maybe he takes what the defense gives him. Maybe he's dumping it down to Kareem Hunt who's wide open, you know, even if it's only for a five or six yard gain or something. And maybe it forces uh Kevin Stefanski to not call fifty dropbacks for uh for his quarterback. Maybe they run the ball a little more. Maybe they're more conservative. I know game plan, you know, kind of changes when you're down by a couple touchdowns and you have to throw the ball. But I would have liked to see something like that because, like I said, you know, probably end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, I saw where the game was going. You know, I know there's no way we're coming back after that. The light's not just going to go off and Brissett's going to start playing like a a stud. So why not? You know, he, he's not your franchise quarterback. He's not going to get all butthurt about uh, you putting in another guy. It's just, I don't know. You got to back up for a reason if your quarterback sucks. And Jacoby Brissett's played well to this point. But um, if your quarterback sucks, try something else. All right, Brian, let's, let's keep moving here because why is it every time the Browns lose, we talk longer than what we – because we're frustrated. We're Browns fans. We're upset. We try to off. talk it out. And you know something? Let's go to our big O player of the week, Brian. <laughs> you have a big O player of the week. Because the only well, one that comes to mind right now is Amari Cooper. 
Making okay. the one touchdown catch that he did, which was one hell of a catch that he made there in the end zone. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna go Mari Cooper for my big old player of the week. Right. I have three, believe it or not. You have and... three. <laughs> How did you? None find of them three? are good. Well, one one of my big old players didn't even play, and that's Josh Dobbs. His stock went up uh, by not even seeing the field. So he's one. Another one is a third string tight end who got off the streets and made a couple catches. And the the third one's a kicker. So that'll show you uh, how well we did on offense when we so had a backup see. quarterback, a third yeah, string tight end, and a Josh kicker. Josh Dobbs, Farrell Brown, and Cade York as your big O player. There you go. Yep. Boy. Well, here, this is, this is going to be even more comical. Who's your big D of the week, Bry? You go. I can't. I, I had one. I had one. And I didn't write it down, and it left me. I don't. Oh, know. okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh no, 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 no. We gotta go, Miles Garrett. I, I'm yep. going Miles Garrett for go. yes. record. Yep. There you but, go. You Something know, we have to acknowledge. That's yes, a great accomplishment. Standard. And yeah, he yeah. got a strip sack, so he caused a turnover. All right. Um. Oh, this this should be a lot of people. Just not my day today. Player of the week. Can we just say the whole defense? I have Stefanski. If you want me to pick a player, maybe I can. Oh, no, but no, you can pick whoever you want to. It, it was, I mean, he just, he got outmatched by the man across from him more than anybody else on offense or defense. So Kevin Stefanski, you know, as, uh, as Josh Naylor would say, that's my bleeping son. That's what uh, that's what Bill Belichick is saying to Stefanski at this point. Oh my God, uh, I agree with you on Stefanski. Um, I'm just going to go for right now. Uh, they tried to stop the run, and your secondary didn't do a damn thing against a rookie quarterback. Um, I the whole secondary. I know a couple guys play good. I know Emerson played good. I think Newsom played good. But other than that, anybody linebacker back, you guys got to check yourselves because <laughs> your shit stinks. It don't stink anymore. It stinks. <laughs> you got to take a look at yourselves in the mirror. <laughs> All right, Bri. Next up is the Baltimore Ravens. All right, let's give um, we because I really do want to get milk and cookies. So let's sure. give uh, Give three takeaways, three things that need to happen to beat the Baltimore Ravens, which are we have to go over our point spread for the last game, which we will when we get done with this. Mm-hmm. Um, our six point, six and a half point favorites over us. So that's a full touchdown, pretty much. They are favored over your Cleveland Browns going to Baltimore. Sure. So, Bry, three things that they could do to win this game. Um, the first two are on defense, and the first one is what makes Lamar Jackson a special quarterback, his legs, his ability to scramble, his ability to get 30, 40 yards um, you know, on his own when a play breaks down or when it's third and long and you got nobody accounted for him. But, you know, Actually, the good thing that benefits the Browns is the Browns have kind of been 
scheming to try to stop Lamar Jackson for the last couple of years. That's why we have these smaller linebackers, these fast guys, JOK, Jacob Phillips. You know, these are smaller linebackers, and I think they've been in the back of their mind, they've been drafting a specific type of linebacker because they knew they have to play Lamar Jackson for two times a year for the next five to 10 years. So hopefully we're built that way. Guys got to make plays, got to, got to make tackles. So you, you, you negate the scrambling, uh, hold them to maybe under 50 yards, I think would be a good threshold to set. And then the second one on offense is, Take uh take Mark Andrews away because I heard something today that he has like 39 receptions and the the next three guys behind him have like 38 receptions combined. So he is like having three receivers. You double team him. I, uh, that's something I don't understand. I know they're good players, um, but when you get these stud tight ends like him and Travis Kelsey, how do you not have a couple guys on him? and make the quarterback throw it to receiver because so many more good things can happen when they're throwing it to the outside for the defense. It could be a errant throw. You could get guys stepping out of bounds. Uh, you could get a pick here and take it to the house. Um, so he's going to be in the middle of the field. You know, they're not afraid to send him deep. Um, and so you have to cover him for five, six, seven seconds because Lamar's going to do his thing in the backfield and keep the play alive. And so you got to stay on him. And that's where our linebackers, maybe a safety, even who knows, maybe you line a cornerback across from him uh, to play man to man. So shut him down, take care, take away the scrambling on defense. And then on offense, you just got to get back to what you were doing for the last four weeks um, before the Patriots game. I think that'll be good enough if you can put up 25 to 30 points uh, this game, you know, if your defense steps up the way that they need to. All right. You and I kind of got the same kind of mentality. My number three is gotta stop Mark Andrews. Um, we have been shown multiple times that if we can actually hold Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson gets kind of giddy in the feet and everything else because you're taking away one of his biggest targets. Uh, number two, uh, for me personally, our defensive line. All right. There's a gut check time and it's about to be now. Uh, Garrett's still hurt. Clowney's hurt. And our defensive line is young and it's hungry. And I need him to be young and hungry because they got to step up this game. Because if you guys don't step up, there's no stop in Lamar Jackson. I think is JK running for them now. Yeah, I think they're getting Gus Edwards back this week. So you got some really and, good. Oh, uh, I don't know if JK is back or not. To be honest, I think uh, I think I saw Kenyon Drake had a huge game last week. So I mean, yeah. they got talented guys. You're still gonna have to count for them. And my number one thing: don't be stupid. Take what's in front of you. Take the points. Take the dump-offs. Take the curl routes. Take the flats. Take what's in front of you. Don't press. When you press, it ends up bad. And you get down, you get interceptions, you get fumbles. Just take what that team gives you because you have technically two of the best running backs in NFL right now. 
Njoku has actually proven himself this year to be a really good tight end. And between Cooper and DPJ, they could bail you out on the back. Like, just, just take your time. Take what's in front of you. Don't get cute. Just play the game the way it's supposed to be played. All right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and when you get in the red zone, I don't, I'm sorry. If you are you done? No, you no, no. Go ahead. Um, as you're talking, I'm just thinking like when you get in the red zone, you have to get touchdowns because we are not going to win a field goal kicking competition against Justin Tucker. Um, so we can't go field goal for field goal. Forgot about because Justin. yeah, right. I mean, he's maybe other than Lamar Jackson. Mark Andrews, he's their biggest weapon on offense. So they cross the 50. They're in his range. And I think he finally actually missed one this past week, which, you know, it was news that he missed a field goal. I'm not sure how long it was, but, um, yeah, had, you got to get touchdowns. Right? What's that? It had to be 76 yards, right? Probably. I mean, I wouldn't anything under 70 yards. I wouldn't count them out. All right. So I got I to bring up Justin's. Uh, three things for this game because I haven't laughed this hard in a while. It says, call Doc Brown, get a DeLorean with a flux compressor, and go back and don't trade for Deshaun Watson. Or or just or draft Lamar Jackson number one overall instead of Baker Mayfield. Or that, that, or Josh Allen. Yeah, that's, there, there's the one. Or Pat yeah. Mahomes when you had a chance to. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I it stinks. What a coulda shoulda. We look at the past drafts. We could have had the best football team in the whole NFL. Well, and just yeah, I don't, we don't need to get into it now. It just it still all chaps right. my ass having the number one pick and all these quarterbacks, and you make the decision you did. When never mind. Moving on. It's pretty obvious. Right. Every time I hear good stuff about Josh Allen, it just it makes my stomach rumble a little bit. It's all right, buddy. There's Pepto for that. <laughs> all right, let's it get it. be good for 20 years. I know. We, we had a, a guy who wanted to draft a six-foot quarterback. thought that was a good idea. Well, okay, we'll get into that. We are not talking about that anymore. We are segueing <laughs> over Boy Tuesday with milk and cookies. That should t- keep the tummy down, right? We wouldn't have all this Deshaun Watson hoopla if we just made the right decision three years ago. So you Tuesday. you want to be mad? At, you want to be mad about Deshaun Watson and and this front office signing him? Be mad at uh old buddy boy for drafting a six foot quarterback. I'm sorry. You were transitioning. We're talking we, food now. No, no, no. Are we good now? Are we? Are I went we, to. I went to a dark place. Do I need I'm to out. go to? A, do I need to go to a big Brian's big take? No, <laughs> no, no. I mean, a big take from three years ago or four years ago, whatever it was. Now, all right. Let's get into some milk and cookies, buddy. You ready? Yep. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. All right, it is Fat Boy Tuesday. We're talking about milk and cookies. All right. The reason why I decided on this Fat Boy Tuesday, which is a glorious Fat Boy Tuesday, is my wife went out grocery shopping without me one night. And normally I go for the double stuff Oreos, 
the rainbow cookies with the M&Ms, you know, like the chocolate chip rainbows. I got you. Uh, the chewy, you know, chocolate chips. Got your oatmeal raisins. Mm-hmm. You got all sorts. Of... She brought home a Nilla wafer. And I haven't had a Nilla wafer in a very long time. And I completely forgot how good Nilla wafers are. Hmm. So, Brian, when was the last time you had a Nilla wafer? Just flat out by itself, Nilla wafer? Just by itself, Nilla wafer. Not with banana pudding. That's where I was going. I know, yeah. I know where you're going with it. Like, just a by yourself, Nilla wafer. Years. 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 At least five plus. Okay. So now we're going to get into. Hold on. Is Jose there yet? Where's he been? Is he alive? Who? Jose. Jose was here. He chimed in, and he's he's probably recovering because he wasn't at work today uh, because of the rain. You know, Jose doesn't like the rain. It's bad so, for his knees. So, yeah, it's it's horrible. And, you know, his nerve pain, everything else, he was, he was probably at home. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just saying. Um, no, the reason, dude, I love cookies and especially late at night we get, you know, you get the hanker for something sweet and you don't have chocolate in the house. So you go for cookies. At least I do. Okay. So like I, you give me a chocolate chip cookie, even the fudge stripes, the, the Graham fudge stripes. There we go. Sure. Underrated cookie. Um, even the Graham bars. Have you had the chocolate covered Graham bars, Brian? It's been a while for those as well. Keebler makes them. Keebler makes them. Yeah, now, it's been a while. No, I do have to ask you what makes a cookie because you remember the little stick wafers? Are those cookies? I don't know if I know what you're talking about. Stick wafers. They're like the little sticks. They're wafers with the, the cream on the inside of them. They're a little rectangle, like a cigarette style. Oh, oh no. Okay, no. I'm just thinking of something. I was thinking of like the little wafer, like the um they have come with vanilla and strawberry and chocolate, yes, you know, those wafers. That's what you're talking about? Yeah, they come okay. in little sticks though. They're not like a big thick thing. They just kind of like a nutty buddy type deal. Yeah. I got you. Are those cookies? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah. Would those be considered cookies? great question i never in my 37 years on this earth i never thought of that i would say no okay but i can't give you a good reason why not okay i i get you i feel like i feel like cookies have to have some sort of dough some sort of cookie dough so that said you know, he you thinks the wafer's cook, more you know? of a biscuit okay i can get down with that because I think I'd probably say they're closer to a biscuit than a cookie. Jose says they're cookies. There he is. Um, I don't know. He'd have to give me a good argument why they're cookies. Well, technically, I mean, you have your Oreo that's considered a cookie, right? Oh, for sure. You have your outside, which is a hard substance outside with a cream filling on the inside. Now, would a normal wafer be a cookie? I mean, we have vanilla wafers. Those are cookies. Yeah, but it's not the same thing. Like, wafers, like, uh, 
I don't know what the hell's a wafer. I'm gonna say some sort of rice thing, but not really. I mean, so like a nutty buddy is basically just a wafer dunked in chocolate. Is a nutty buddy a cookie? Where does it end? No, 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 no. You nutty buddies are the peanut shaped. No, I mean nutter nutter bars, whatever the hell you want to call them. You know that comes in two, two in a pack, little debbies. Really don't. Oh, the nutty bars. The nutty bars. Nutty okay. buddies, whatever nutty. the heck they're called. I got you. I got what you're saying. So okay. it's so it's technically that, but with a, like a cream filling on the inside. But they're not covered in chocolate, though. That's what I'm saying. What's the difference yeah. between like a wafer and one of those? I mean, if you're gonna call a wafer a cookie, then you got to call nutty buddies or nutter bars a cookie. Well, he said that's is a biscuit a cookie? <sighs> like a biscotti? I don't know. Biscotti could be cookie. We're getting we're getting down to a deep dark hole, and I just want to talk about delicious treats. All right, well let's talk. Let's go through some of your favorite cookies, buddy. I'll give you some underrated cookies. All right, um, give me some underrated ones that I don't. Well, some of them are un, one of them's underrated because I don't get it enough. The other two, my mind went to Girl Scout cookies. My mind went to the Thin Mints and the Samoas. Um, By the way, we you know my stance on Thin Mints. F the Thin Mints. Yeah, that's kind of just strange. So all mint uh, desserts you're out on? What nothing to do with them. <sighs> you're crazy. No, I'm not. I mean, it's just a taste thing for you? It's not like, hold on. You like mint skull over wintergreen, correct? Uh, I don't know if I have a preference. Okay, but if you did, you prefer the mint. Okay. Right. I'm with you so far. Okay. My preference is not mint. So just mint flavored I, anything I don't you're out on. Mint flavored. Toothpaste, gum. Toothpaste, gum. Okay. You can give me wintergreen. I disown you. How do you not like thin mints? Okay. So, Jocelyn, <laughs> you want to know how I don't like thin mints? Is because you and my stepsisters growing up getting 45 boxes of Thin Mints and throwing them in the damn freezer and me only getting yeah. tagalongs. That's how freezer. I it. That's the way to do it. And the, hold on. Mint Oreos. Got them downstairs. Full package that Charlie bought still hasn't been opened yet. And it's been about what? six months. So, uh, well, you don't like it, but um, at maybe two, three years ago, my wife and I discovered at Target they have like a mint cookies and cream ice cream that's <laughs> Out of this world. I mean, yeah, you wouldn't appreciate it, but anybody else got a target near you, go find that. Mm-hmm. Anything meant you can just piss off. So, so my underrated food or underrated cookie that um that I don't get very often, I don't need to be honest, I don't even know if they still make it, is the iced animal crackers. Yes, I'm glad do they still make them? them. Yes, they do, because I give them to my boys for snacks at school. Hell yes. Oh man, those are good. Those are so good. It's been a while because I know they went to like a frosted animal cracker, and okay, not the same thing though. That just takes me back though. Those frosted, those ice ones. Jocelyn brought up elf fudge cookies. Those are yeah, so refresh my mind of that. Those are the cookies on the outside with the fudge filling on the inside. 
almost not, I'm drawing almost, a blank. Almost like a uh nutter butter. Like a hmm. Like a fig yeah. newton, kinda? No, 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 no. It's cookie. Cookie based like an Oreo. Okay. Oh. But it's it's they're longer, but they have the so they're, so they're the elf, they're shaped like an elf, and yes. uh they got yeah. fudge in the middle. It's like an Oreo, right? Yeah. Like you said. Gosh, okay, awesome. my grandma used to get those, but it's been ten years since I ate those. God, I love those. good. Those are real good. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm you with you any- though. If you're gonna dunk them in milk, um, you know, plain old Chips Ahoy or or the uh, the rainbow ones with the M Ms, hard to beat. All right, so uh, Justin brought up a good one: cranberry cookie. I am down with like oatmeal raisin. Really? I'll eat those kind of cookies. I'll eat a cranberry cookie. Just as long as it's like, you know, we get rum balls at work. Brian, you remember the rum balls? Sure. They put enough rum in those rum balls. Yeah, they do. Oh, there's no baked cookies. Yeah. The one I wanted to bring up is the most underrated cookie ever is no baked cookies. Really? Okay. Hands down is the most underrated cookie ever is no baked cookies. I got a bag of them in my freezer. You just reminded me of that. God, they're so good. And like <laughs> when my mom used to make them, she used to get so pissed off at me, Bri, because she would make them for work to take into work. And then I'd sniff them out like a bloodhound. <laughs> take the whole package downstairs with me and eat them. <laughs> and then she's like, where are my cookies for work? I'm like, well, sorry about that. I ate them. Or what's, what the heck's in a monster cookie? Do you know what I'm talking about? I have no clue what you're talking about. I think it's um I think it's like an oatmeal cookie with chocolate chip, maybe some sort of peanut butter mixed in with the oatmeal and like um uh M&Ms. So it's got like a little bit of everything. Now you're you're talking to me now. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's like, kind of like an everything bagel, but it's for cookies. So you're going to have to check that out, a monster cookie. My mom used to make them. Mm. All right, check so, it out. Google it. All right. So now I got to ask you. So people get a little insight on us. Are you a milk fan, Brian? In general or with cookies? Just, just in general. I mean, do you like milk with you know certain things? I mean, are you a milk drinker? If you get a like a milk, not as much as I should, to be honest. Um, it's probably pretty rare. It'll pour me a glass of milk just to drink it. I mean, we've switched to uh, to the almond milk just because it lasts longer because we don't go through a whole lot of milk. All right. So how is – okay, I've never had it. In my it's... household – no, no, no. In my household, I had to get my wife off of it because my wife was on like the 1% in the skim milk. And mm-hmm. if I wanted milky water, I would – get milky water i am like a whole two percent kind of guy mostly whole milk all right so you'll just drink a glass of milk like at the end of the night or something every now and then depending on like if i want so kind of to crave you know to debunk the craving of uh chocolate i'll have like let's just say you know instead of eating a whole tray of oreos which my fat ass has been known to do i would grab like three cookies and then just drink the milk you know because i got my chocolate crave and then I kind of fill up my belly with milk. Just saying. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so I've never had almond milk. I've never had the silk milk. 
I've never had, uh, you know, whatever the raccoon milk, whatever these new milks are. Soy milk, yeah. Um, yeah. The only reason, like I said, we go to almond milk is just because the expiration date is longer and we don't go through a ton of milk here. Um, no kids running around. So, you know, we've bought jugs of milk and we'll go through maybe a third of it and then it's time to dump it down the drain. So mm-hmm. we go to the almond milk. It's not bad. Um, you can get it. You know, they get make some that are a little sweeter, like vanilla flavoring stuff. Uh, gets almost a little too sweet, though, uh, with that. So we just get the unsweetened stuff. But, you know, in my cereal, I can't really taste the difference. Oh, Justin said I have the Monster Cookie recipe on my Facebook page now. There you go. Look it up. Thank you, Justin. For sure. Um, Shoot, all right. Throw some, uh, throw some Rice Krispies in there, too. I bet that wouldn't be bad. You must try skim milk. Jose, I'm not trying skim milk. (laughs) It's milk and water. Next. Yeah, it's like drinking cloudy water. I don't need uh, (laughs) need cloudy water. You know, like, and Justin said there's too much estrogen in soy milk. That's about right. That's Uh, right. What about chocolate milk, Bri? Very underrated. I bring up cocoa milk. Because do you like the powdered chocolate where you stir it in, or do you like the Hershey syrup? Syrup. Nah, syrup for sure. Right. And my wife knows um she a while ago she made me like my ultimate breakfast and she'll she'll be the first to tell you I, I prefer strawberry milk over chocolate milk. Then so they make the yeah, they make the strawberry syrup too. Do they squirt it in there? Yep. I mean, just stir it around. Strawberry milk, man. I'm boy. It's been a while since I've had that. I'm gonna have to go look in that because I've always done the the Hershey's the uh, Bugs Bunny one with the powder. Oh no, I, I've never done that. I, I do the uh, Hershey's sells a, uh, a strawberry syrup. Use it. Try it. Well, if anybody has a specific milk they like or a cookie they think is underrated, hit us up in the comments here later on. And uh, let's see here. What did you... Oh, Nesquik. Yeah, Nesquik's pretty good, too. Never has. <laughs> um, if not, just hit us up on the um, show page. Message us on our Facebook show page. And then we'll we'll get into it with you with some... Uh, Milk and cookies. We love milk and cookies. All right, Bryce. So we got to go back and do our score predictions because I just got excited about milk and cookies. Sure. Uh, Score predictions. Both of us won last week, correct? (laughs) We both lost. What do you mean we both lost? We both had the Browns winning and we both had the Browns covering. Yes, you did. You took Nick Wilson's. Damn you, Nick Wilson. 2117 and I said 2016. <coughs> Never again will I Never. pick Kevin Stefanski to beat Bill Belichick. All right, so we both lost. It's up to the Ravens now. It's a six and a half point spread. Mm-hmm. Bry. Yep. Bry. I don't want to do this, but I got to go with my heart. 
I'm picking the Ravens. 38. To your Cleveland Browns. 20. 38 20. Uh, with Miles Garrett hurt and Clowney hurt, I don't see any good thing about this. Okay. Duly noted. Um, geez. I'm, I'm wrestling. I, I got the Ravens winning, and I'm wrestling whether I want to have the Browns cover or not and my initial thinking was I was trying to do the math here as you're coming out with yours I'm thinking Baltimore 26 I'm going to give them four uh, four field goals from Tucker because I don't know the last two times we played Lamar Jackson we've had a little bit of success but like you said yeah we're pretty beat up so 26-20 believe it or not I'm going to have the Browns covering Oh, here we but go. Still, lo- still losing the game. Jose said, if you guys don't mind, I picked the Ravens to win by 14, Jose said. Now, Brian, I need you to write this down. Jose, give okay. me an actual legit score. Okay, we'll write it down for you. Okay. On the record. So Justin said he likes taking a chocolate syrup bottle, putting water in it when it's empty, and then taking it to his races and drinking out of it to see what everybody else does. <laughs> Justin, that's amazing. <laughs> right there, hands down the best thing I've heard today. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, so we got our picks in. We've got Fat Boy Tuesday done with. Let's get our trivia over with before we get into our top three, right? Yep. Uh, what are the two coaches the last to beat Bill Belichick? So I'm pretty sure me and Jeannie was one of them. That's was correct. He? And Jeannie, that was one of the ones that he won to save his job. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm pretty, I think I heard on the radio over the last week that the other one was Chris Palmer. Is that correct? That is correct. Pre Tom Brady. Oh, really? Okay. 2000, Chris Palmer beat. Yeah, right. She's only there for two years. Okay. So Drew Bledsoe was it? Is that who he beat? Uh, who should be the Hall of Fame quarterback that Tom <laughs> Brady is now? Because yep. if Drew Bledsoe would have never got hurt, Eli Manning would have married Giselle. <laughs> Is that how it works? And if you Are they still know, be married, or would they be having issues now, too? I'm telling you what, though, if you don't believe me, go watch the video. The guy makes a really good case. Go to YouTube and type in the search, what if Drew Bledsoe never got hurt? And then there it goes. It just goes from there. Um yeah. Eli Manning would be the face of the NFL, not Tom Brady. Tom Brady bagging groceries somewhere. It's a, it's very it's a very insightful story. I'm sure it has a ton of facts in it. All right, Brad. Let's get in our top three. I'm not even playing the sounder because we got to get out of here. All right. So we keep going later and later as the Browns lose. Hopefully when the Browns win, we can just enjoy a win. Quick and show. Quick. Yep. 
Quick so by our top three, we're doing college tailgates. All right. Because we did NFL tailgates last week. Kind of want to pick your brain about like some of the college tailgates that you would like to go to um, that you've heard of or games that you would like to tailgate. Okay. And if you need to go first, I will go first. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, my number three is the cocktail party between Florida and Georgia. I would just love to go down and tailgate that tailgate just to see. Because I hear rumors that that's one of the best tailgates to go to. It really is. Sure. My number two tailgate is the backyard brawl. Now, it just happened again. But between Pitt and West Virginia, hmm. tailgate between those two. And I've had some West Virginia food, Brian, pretty damn good. What is West Virginia food? Give me a well, dish. That... Well, they got ramps. Uh, you never had ramps, which is wild onions down there. They dig up wild onions, have ramp cook-offs. Um, they so, have... what, you, you just eat them plain? Like, or do you cook uh, them in they, something? They kind, of, they kind of make them into a soup. They kind of, like, it's, it's. I don't know how to explain it, bro. Is it a sweet onion? Yeah. Yeah, it's a sweet oh, onion. Oh, okay. Um, and then Pittsburgh's known for their, you know, especially their heritage of the Polish and everything else on the back end. French fries. With French and fries and everything. French fries on, you know, salad. <laughs> salad, <laughs> sandwiches, whatever. Yeah. So I figured that'd be a good tailgate to go to. And just because I love fair food, Bri, my number one, Red River Rivalry. They're at the... Texas State Fair, I think it is, when they hold it mm-hmm. every year. I would just love to go eat that state fair. I'm sorry, sure. I'm back in a heart. I love fair food. I mean, <laughs> especially when you have deep fried butter, Bry. I mean, deep fried butter. That's so all like they say. have. Oh, Bry, they got deep fried butter. Got a flutter. I got a flutter. Did you Did you hear it? I was hoping mm-hmm. you would hear it over top. No, of I heard that. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> Call your cardiologist. Um, All right, my number three. I just did schools that that okay. I'd like to go to and tailgate at. So, number three, I have Nebraska. Um, I I keep hearing about how, um, and I thought maybe Iowa, but then Nebraska. I, I hear how inviting their fan fans are, like the nicest set of fan base that you might come across and you don't even have to be a fan from there. So it's kind of refreshing in today's football environment to have like, you know, not have to worry about getting to a fight wearing a different uh, team's colors. So I think it'd be cool to go down there and see what that's all about. My number two, I just saw it. I was reminded of it this past weekend. You know, me watching Marty McGee on Saturday morning, they're down in Tennessee for the big game. They went down to the uh, to the river, and they were on these river boats, and and man, it looked like a great time. I've been there once, but I didn't tailgate because we were coming from Nashville, so we just kind of went to the game. So I didn't get that experience. So love to go back to Knoxville, um, and then my number one. Hear hear a lot about it. Never been there. Never even been in the state. I don't think uh, Old Miss down at the Grove, um, oh. and, and all the uh, all the tents and everything set up. It just it looks like a tailgater's paradise, and again, people seem to be very inviting and just kind of walk around and, you know, cheers, eat something good, 
I forget what they had a couple weeks ago, some sort of bacon, bourbon, something. Uh, just, man, yeah, fat boy's dream. So, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it was some sort of like, yeah, maple, bourbon, bacon that they smoked for four hours or something like that. So, just candy in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Not much, not many good things come out of Mississippi, but it looks to be the tailgate capital of uh, college football anyways. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. All right, Brian, we're here at the end of our show. Uh, Gardo's lost. Uh, what a great season they had. God, can you guys, can the Browns please turn it around so that Brian and I are a little more upbeat when we do the show because <laughs> we need it. I, I need I need a miracle, Bri. I really do. Like I told you before, I need I need Nick Chubb to go in there and just start some shit and see what happens. It's uh, it's frustrating to watch as a fan because I mean I'm not this guy, but you you feel like you could call plays better than what Stefanski is right now, and he's just I don't know if it was just a Belichick thing, and he's just trying to way overthink everything, but. Just right. go back and watch the watch the tape and just say to yourself, what would I rather have? Nick Chubb run for 20, 25 times or Jacoby Brissett throw it for 45 times? It's just, I don't know. He, he's just he's doing crazy things because he's desperate, I think. If Freddie Kitchens can call plays, Bri, you and I can call plays. <laughs> <laughs> Can't um, be that. I mean, yeah, it, it, no. we got to get some guys healthy. I can't, be I can't wait to hear Brissett talk back when I go, all right, I'm going to need a moon over hammy, extra bacon, <laughs> bacon biscuits, uh, over easy egg, biscuit with grape jelly, not strawberry, grape jelly, and hash browns. All right. Hell no. <laughs> Love it. All right, Brian, let's get out of here, bud. It's a great night. Yep. All right. So... Right. God bless him, please. God bless you. God bless America. All right. I am that fat guy. We are definitely uncorked and unloaded. We want to thank our troops and first responders for everything that we do. We want to thank Nick Wilson for joining us last week. We want to thank Harold Keel for always sponsoring our show and being behind us 100%. Right. It's been fun, and we will do it again next Tuesday at 7 p.m. So please like, subscribe, follow. Whatever you got to do to help us out, word of mouth helps us out even more. We appreciate everything you guys do, even the guys watching the show, chiming in with us. Such a fun time for me and Bri. So thank you guys so much. And on that note, we're out. See ya.